Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Joe Show. This is going to be a new episode on what it's like to PCS. This is going to be episode seven. I'm talking with my buddy Pedraza. He just left Fort Cavazos and he went to Fort Campbell a little bit about uh, three, four weeks ago. And we talk about the changes in different leadership styles, different NCOs, discuss DTS and how it's like one of the worst systems ever if you work with it. We talk about what to do to prepare for yourself to get to your gaining unit, what to do before you clear, things to be mindful of, make sure to have your paperwork and track. And we also talk about like what you go through as changes when you see guys who are motivated, guys who are different age groups, different people from different things than what you're used to. And we discuss changing from going heavy and heavy as in like the unit is, you know, got tanks and big, big boom, boom vehicles to light world where it's infantry guys on feet. And I hope you all enjoy the episode. And again, thank you for checking the show out. As you know, we have no sponsors on here. We don't sell anything to you. So appreciate you guys showing up every day listening to this. Thank you. All right. Here we go. What, what up, guys? I'm here with you know, Pedraza, 11 Charlie. He was at Fort Cavazos, if you will. And now he's at Fort Campbell. Recently PCS'd. So what up, man? Hey, how's it going, everybody? What's up? What's up? What up? What up? All right, man. So how long have you been in the military? Uh, so actually, in January nineteenth, I'll be pushing my three year mark. Three year mark. That's that's crazy. How how do you feel about it so far? Honestly, dude, everything just goes by in the blink of an eye. Like I still remember, like my first days in thirtieth AG in Fort Benning. When it was Fort Benning back then, I was Fort Moore, and it's like your first big wake up call. Like everybody, get up, get out of your bunks, into the line. And now it's like three years down the line. It's like. You've experienced so much, like, you make amazing friends, you make amazing, like, enemies left, right, up, and down, and everything just teaches you a lot about life, like, how the military community works, and now it's all about figuring out how can you better yourself, and how do you apply that to every single day situations. Right. You know, 30th AG, what I miss the most is the defect, because that was the nicest lunch ladies I ever met. Oh my god, the cookies! <laughs> no, the grandma cookies. Everyone stole the grandma cookies. You know you did. You, you people listening, I know you stole a grandma cookie and brought it back to the bay. I know you did. Don't lie. But okay, so eleven, eleven, Charlie. So that's Mortarman, right? So, do you still do a twenty-two week OSINT or well, about twenty-two weeks? So as of right now, uh, the only battalion that's training mortars in Fort Moore would be one uh, nineteenth. 198th Infantry uh, Battalion or Regiment, I believe. Yep. And they have five different companies. So they have Alpha Bravo, Charlie Delta, and Echo. So I believe they're they are the only battalion that's like still training mortars uh, to this day. Damn, that's that's crazy. I mean, you're still infantry, right? You're, you know, still infantry. Yeah, still infantry. Uh, it's still 22 weeks, as far as my concern is. It they break it down to five phases. So you have your red white and blue so that's like your basic training portion yep and then your your other second portion would be black and gold which would be your your ftx your weapon proficiency test um your probably 50th acft everything everything among the nine yards you know and you learn a lot of things they break it down to like land nav they break it down to like, hey guys, this is like how you do your camo, how do you pack up your equipment properly and efficiently so that way you're able to be stay mission capable. Hell it's great, yeah. man. Like, like it, it's it was a great experience back then. 
I would not want to do it, but now that I've been in for three years, it wasn't that bad. All right. I like that. So you're at Fort Hood, well, Fort, Fort Cavazos first, right? And now you just PCS to Fort Campbell. So how how is that process? So how is uh so you it's through Ipsa now. So what was the process of like getting your information on how to get there, who your sponsor was? Because like in basic, they kind of give you the whole packet that way you're set up and you're good to go. You know every you, you have like an idea. Hopefully, now when you PCS, like do you still get all that information? Like how how does that work? Okay, so before you PCS, there's actually like a few like. Uh, steps you have to do so like obviously the first one is being list you know swear an oath and once you swear an oath you go with your career counselor and your career counselor actually builds your packet for uh re-enlistment that packet goes all the way up to your commander and it follows up the chain of command all the way up to your brigade commander so once that information has been put out um it comes back to you and it says okay so you've met the requirements for re-enlistment and they give you options for bonuses so it goes from tier one to tier 10, and then you have tier 99. Tier 99 is just a flat 5K rate uh, bonus. So it doesn't, it doesn't particularly mean that you are really smart or not smart or like fit for the job. It's just a flat rate. And tier one to tier 10, I believe, it's just different amounts of money that's available for that job depending on how much you re-enlist for. Yeah, I know like uh, 92 Yankees Supply, they're they're like a tier 8 and it's like 50-something thousand. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Fat bonus. So if, if you don't mind, what, what did you end up getting? Uh, so I got a tier 99. It was only a flat rate for 5K. Gotcha. Okay. And then um, now when you first get to your first duty station, they break up the bonuses usually. Is your bonus all in one, one lump sum or is it getting broken up? So it depends how much your bonus is. So if you get more than ten thousand, okay. So still the same deal. Yes. Okay. Same deal. Cool. 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 Uh, and then, did you get that before you PCS or after? I got it before I PCS. Okay. So like as soon as you sign the paperwork, you kind of get your bonus shortly after that. Yeah, you usually have to wait a month and a half or two months for that to get processed. And yeah, that's not bad. Again, uh, you get taxed about twelve percent of it. Yeah, I mean that's that's not terrible. That's not like the worst thing I've heard out there, right? So, uh, how many how many years did you re-enlist for? Uh, I actually listed for another three years. Oh my god, you're crazy! Yeah, I know. I'll be here for another two and a half years. So I'll, I'll my end of the second contract will be April twenty sixth of twenty twenty six. Twenty twenty six. Now, do you think you're gonna be done after that? Honestly, man. Still debating on it because I know I'm the kind of guy who can actually put the 20 years and like I still have to do ranger school. I still have to do like aerosol, airborne, pathfinder. Well, I mean, aerosol at least you're going to do on the money there. You you have, you know, so so for those that don't know, Fort Campbell is a light infantry place and he came from a heavy infantry place. So schools like aerosol, pathfinder, airborne, um, ranger, pre ranger, they're, they're more accessible because you're in a light infantry world where. That's just, that's their thing. Where heavy, it's more like you worry about master gunner, gunneries, very like mechanized things like tanks, Bradleys, um, what would you call it, strikers. So that's that's the difference for those that aren't really clear on that. Yeah, and being in a light unit um, is way different than a mechanized unit. You don't spend as much time as you do in the mortar pool. Like in, like before, 
and Fort Cavazos, we would be in the motor pool Monday through Friday. But now that we're in a light unit, we spend more time in the field doing mortar checkers as a living Charlie. So what that basically looks like is once your vehicle is fixed, you go out, you do your job, and you come back, and you just kind of like repeat it all over again. Um, Hell yeah. One thing that caught me really off guard was that coming out of like straight from deployment from Europe, as we were last year. Yep. We have JMRC coming up and next month. Oh, so you're just you're going right into a whole other rotation and a workup to redeploy. Yep, pretty much. Mm. Do you know where you're deploying yet? Well, actually, hold on. I don't know if we can say that because of OPSEC, so we're going we're going to admit that. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, but uh, for those who don't know what he's talking about, JRC, that is your worst twenty something days in the swamp, uh, Fort Polk, Louisiana. It is rough, if you will. Whenever you see those videos of a military guy looking sad, eating an MRE in the rain, he's just not caring. That's that's that. You know? That's going to be him. Yeah, that's rough. But, hey, you got your EIB. You're going to get your aerosol wings. You're looking a lot better than a lot of soldiers at Fort Hood, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, dude. It, it, it all comes down to a price. And I believe that price um, comes down to the, basic, um, to the basic concept of, like, how bad do you want it, you know? Right, definitely. And being how bad do you want it? So, what what is your what's your first goal you want to accomplish at Campbell? Is, is it the air assault wings? That's kind of like a given. I mean, obviously you still have to go through the school and earn it, but you get multiple opportunities. Or is it the pre ranger to end up at ranger school? What what do you want to do first? Okay, so let me explain the in processing over here at Fort Campbell before I can actually break down down to you because okay. it's actually. This is like one of those places which is like they will send you to a school before you get to a unit, like how it's supposed to be, you know? Oh, like that, yeah. Yeah. So the reception over here is called CalSU, uh, Reception Company, and they basically break it down to you as like four days with of, of just doing um, integration and processing and all that stuff. So your day zero to day one, you'll be doing um, dental You'll be doing like, um, hey guys, these are the classrooms and they have something called the blue book over here. But this is like the 101st division blue book, which is, it tells you like all the places where you're not allowed to go to, you're blacklisted. It tells you your facilities. It tells you what you need to know, your division song. It, It breaks it down pretty much perfectly as long as you read it right. It also tells you the unit history. It also tells you, like, the unit merit and, like, what it's all about in 101st, which is fantastic. Then you do your finance, and then since I I PCS here, they basically broke us down into soldiers who have prior duty stations and soldiers who have their first duty station here at Fort Campbell. Yep. So if you PCS here, uh, if you're going to PCS Campbell anytime soon, anybody, um, it's pretty simple, pretty chill. It's only going to take like two hours a day to do one thing at a time and you just go about your business. If you have to do transportation, if you have to do household goods with your family, if you have to take care of like any important things, Fort Campbell will take care of you. It's all a matter of how organized you are and how do you work it down. Right. Now, if for you- the soldiers who are going to PCS here for the first time, oh boy, you guys will have to go through a lot of stuff, a lot of in-processing, um, be patient. Bear, bear with the people here. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody's trying to get out. Everybody's trying to do their job. So just a lot of patience is required, but they're still going to take care of you at the end of the day. 
Yeah, because most likely, if it's your first duty station, your paperwork's messed up. And they, they have to go through a whole bunch of jumping loops to actually get your shit right so that you can actually like, get through the process okay. It kind of sucks. It's kind of upsetting, but it is what it is. Yep. But it sounds like if you're PCSing, it's a much easier process than what some people might experience. Like, I remember I met a guy who PCS to Fort Cavazos. Second day being there, his car got broken into and his windows on his house they just moved into got smashed. They didn't really say anything, but hey, man, you still got to show up to work. I feel like that's the wrong answer, in my opinion. But that's somewhat off topic. So Campbell, they take care of your people. Now, um, for when you're in process, is it like, so you go to your own battalion, right? And do you, how, how long do you meet your first unit? Or your actual uh, unit? So <laughs> I got here a little bit before um, Thanksgiving. So it actually took me a little bit longer to get to my unit. But like I said, they're not going to send you to a unit right at, right ahead. They're going to have to send you to um, this pre-call thing, which is called your 4x36. Okay. So it's it's basically a PT test where you have to do four miles under 36 minutes. And if you are capable of doing your 4x36, afterwards they're going to ask you to climb a rope, a 10-meter rope, uh, three times and do 10 pull-ups. Once you are done with that, you are basically fit enough to go through aerosol. Aerosol school, it's 10 days long. Um, they are really, 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 really proud of their aerosol because that's what the 101st is all about. Yep. So as long as you have a packing list and you know what kind of helicopters, what kind of equipment the 101st uses, um, you know the unit uh, division songs, and basically anything that's broken down to you as a 10-level soldier, you will pass aerosol, and that's pretty much it. Hell yeah. Yes. So the 10 pull-ups, I don't, I don't think I would pass that. I'm not going to lie. It'd be, a, it'd be a struggle. If it was 10 chin-ups all day, cash money. Cash money. 10 pull-ups, though. Might get me on that one. You actually, you probably get a lot of people. I remember, like, there was a fitness test done in a place in Europe. And I remember more than half the people couldn't even do one pull-up. So, oh boy, I know, what you, I know exactly what you're you know exactly about. what I'm talking about. That was not a not a good day, not a good day for a lot of people. But I mean, hey, hopefully they hit back day and they started working on it. You know, I ain't gonna talk, I ain't gonna comment on that now. But um, now financially, did you need to save up a lot of money to PCS, or uh, were there systems in place that kind of helped you out? So financially, you have to be ready to make a little bit of a sacrifice pushing because um, actually the military doesn't like help you out as much as you think unless you know the right people. For mm-hmm. me, during my PCS, I so what they do is they break down your, your travel days. They break down everything by it's all a fixed rate. So on your weights piece, they give you a per diem, and that per diem is basically a set amount of money on what they're paying you for food, gas, and lodging if you need it. Me, I needed lodging because I am not going to drive 14 hours cross-country in one setting. I cannot do that. So I had to take lodging, I had to eat on the way, and I needed gas for for my vehicle. Yep. But um, I actually had a little accident with my vehicle where I hit, I hit a deer uh, not too long ago. And in order for me to PCS, I had to use my GTC for a rental. 
Mm. Which it's okay as long as you have as long as you have the receipt for it and you have like a valid explanation of like why you use a lot of money on your GTC, you'll be fine. Yep, and you do the GTC through uh, DTS, right? That is correct. Now, uh, what, what's your what's your honest opinion on DTS? Uh, DTS needs a better explanation. It need, it, I don't feel like it's helpful enough for soldiers who are like first time users on DTS. Um, like a better tutorial and a better guide for it, and like somebody who actually sits down, like their entire job is explained to DTS, like civilians do for like um, our dental and our physical and our all that stuff. They should have a set personnel on. Hey, this is what DTS is all about because. DTS is something that's going to fuck down a lot of people on the long run if they don't know what they're doing with it, you know? Yeah, that that makes sense. So, for those who don't know, DTS is the defense travel system. And you go in and you kind of, like, get a uh, pre-authorization, which is like, hey, this is like the amount to spend, use, etc. Then again, it doesn't always match up to what you actually need. So, that's something to be mindful of. Also, the... Reviewer and approver, generally, you're never going to know who they are and you're never going to meet them. So, like, if something happens or if there's something that's messed up on it, it's actually really difficult to get in touch with that person to get it fixed kind of in a timely manner. And relying on a chain of systems to play basically telephone, in a sense, it's just very unreliable. Then the payout isn't always reliable. And then sometimes, like, your, your GTC card just messes up and you're just like, well... Thank God I saved up some money in my checking account and hopefully you make it through and they pay you back eventually. I feel like that's pretty accurate. What do you think? Yeah, man, that's pretty, that's pretty spot on. Um, basically, if you don't have any money, your GTC is like your last resort, but you better pay that shit back. <laughs> yeah, for like 30 days and they'll come for it. They will They will be there, I promise you. Uh, now, PCSing, so what? what are some changes when PCSing. So how do, how do you feel about your leaders, your NCOs? Like what, what's your, what's your outlook? So I know you said you're considering still staying in, considering maybe do something else. Um, is the environment change? Is that playing a factor? Is it the leaderships is playing a factor? Like what, what's, what do you see there that you like more than what you saw? So uh, comparison between Fort Hood and Fort Cavazos. Uh, Fort Cavazos, it's dry heat all the time. Um, Fort Campbell, you have your four seasons here. Fort Fort Cabasas, you have old grumpy leadership. Fort Fort Campbell, you have young motivated, like adults who are NCOs who know their job, which is pretty fantastic. I'm not gonna say that the that Fort Cabasas is better or worse, but I want to say that. Everywhere you go, you kind of have those one or two lucky NCOs that you get, and you're stuck with them. You know. Yeah, that's, like, that's definitely fair. I mean, I, I think I think every installation has some sort of good and bad NCOs and good and bad leadership. But I think if the army is trying to change into a positive way, I think having newer, younger leaders who know their stuff, get after it, advantageous. And really push themselves. I think it's a good look if you're trying to refresh into the army and you're PCSing, or if it's your first duty station, and you want to know what it's really like to really get after it. Besides, like the bare minimum that they do in basic training to get you out of there. 
yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Honestly. Pretty spot on, right? Uh, what are some recommendations for people that PCS? What do you what do you think is like something you wish you knew before going? So my personal opinion and the professional opinion here, um, make sure the decision that you make are not the ones you're going to regret down the line. Because once you PCS, chances are you are most likely not going to go back to that place where you were unless you actually live there. And understand that there's always going to be better people wherever you go, but there also could be a different set of people wherever you, anywhere you go, honestly. And your attitude and the way how you manage yourself and you carry yourself as a person or as a leader, or as a soldier varies very much on your first impression to your next unit. Now, um, what about, what about, uh, the friend change? How, how's that been like losing all your buddies? Um, I really haven't hanged out with them yet. You know me, I'm kind of like that lone wolf dude who's like all about the job and like, still, we'll still work out, we'll still find a way to like manage and be still fine. Right. Um, but I feel like that that's going to come down the line. I feel like like the dudes in my in my platoon, they're, still, they're solid dudes. I'd say just give them a, like a few weeks or a few months here and there. We have like a GRTC rotation coming up. And I feel like once we go through this shit, we'll be, we'll be friends, you know? Like it's it's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about that. Well, and then, uh, I mean, even even the guys you left, like, yeah, you weren't the most pot, like, you're, you're like a lone wolf, like you said. There's still people you miss, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's still a thing. And I feel like for some guys, like, that's like the end of the world. And I feel like that's a, a difficult part that no one, no one always talks about, you know? Cause like also, a lot of people like don't understand unless you're in the military. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's definitely some weird stuff you know about your boys that like, your closest people don't even know about you, which is wild to think about. But hey, man, it's it's one of those things not a lot of people like to talk about because one, uh, I'd say it's like a stigma of like, hey, it's it's embarrassing for you to talk about your emotions, especially if you're a man in the military. Um, but there's no stigma, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's no stigma. It's mental health, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, again, that's 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 where a lot of people discuss the disconnect from upper echelons of leadership all the way down to the lowest level of a person in the military is that they, we say this and yes, there's resources, yes, there's options, but it's it's saying there's no stigma is a fallacy in yep. in a lot of people's opinions, unfortunately. Amen. That's how that's how they just say in every single formation. We are the best battalion of the fucking army. Hey, they say now. Do they say that your battalion too? Nope. <laughs> oh well. I mean, at least at least they're honest. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we are not the best battalion. That's good. That's good. Hell yeah. So you think overall though, you've had a positive experience PCSing, and like guys really shouldn't be worried about it. Yeah, man. Like honestly, like I'd say just. Just be patient with yourself. Take it one day at a time, and if either you're gonna fly or if you're gonna um, use your POV, um, be smart about it. Uh, plan accordingly, and everything else should just roll down the hill completely fine. Keep your receipts. And definitely, yeah, definitely keep your receipts. You can use that at tax time too. Yep. Absolutely. Hell yeah! yeah. Much it. Love that. Well, all right, man. I, I think we're good there. Unless you got any like closing comments, I mean, 
I think this is definitely good. This is going to give insight to people who want a PCS, the environment of like seeing new faces, new people, new environments. And like also highlighting Campbell, like Campbell seems like the shit. Everyone that leaves Campbell says they miss it. Everyone that goes there say it's awesome. So for the guys yeah, thinking about yeah. PCSing. An hour away, you have Louisville about two, three hours away. You have nothing but nature. It's a beautiful drive. Hell yeah. Um, if you're PCSing and you're going to use your POV, I super recommend driving over here because like the nature and like the sunsets and like everything overall is so beautiful. But do be careful. They are a little bit of crazy drivers everywhere in America. Uh, that's everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. But also to highlight POV for those that are in the military, that's just your personal vehicle. We just give weird acronyms to everything in the military. Like, also half time they don't make sense. So just want to highlight that. But Pedraza, it's been real. I'm glad that this has worked out for you. I'm glad that you're seeing a lot of positive changes and you're seeing a lot of positive things. The sunsets are beautiful, and I'm gonna keep watching you on Instagram. You better keep killing it. Good luck on your rotation. You better go pre. You better you better get that tab, bro. For real. Oh yeah, man. Just give me a few more months, and I'm gonna be a bald headed Ranger Tab fuck. That's what I'm talking about, man. All right, Pedraza. Well, thanks, thanks for coming in. Y'all come to the Joe Show, checking it out. Thanks for checking in. This is uh, Corey Kakitas, Charlie Mike.